You're tuned into tomorrow. Right here on the Advanced Media Network. This Into Tomorrow podcast is hosted by our partner, Blueberry Podcasting. We couldn't be happier with their service. You can get 30 days of podcast hosting free by simply visiting their website at blueberry.com. That's like a blueberry without the E's. So it's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com. Welcome Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. Welcome Into Tomorrow for the weekend of Friday, April 8th, 2022. Of course, it is our 27th year on the air, and I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. And don't forget, two important things we'd like to remind you of at least every single week. Numero uno is that this is Cameron's birthday weekend. Yeah, okay. Well, that's not something we remind you of every week. But yes, it's something that he's been reminding us of every Boy, week. Boy, that's for, for sure. For the last, you know, So, six, happy six birthday, Cameron Graveline, 10 years old this week. Holy yeah. moly. And just like for his birthday, you know, just like for your birthday, for his birthday, we'd like to send out prizes. We'll tell you soon how you can get some of those. You know, but, that's a good point because even though like recently it was my birthday, but I was sending out the prizes, well, when it's Cam's birthday, he likes to remind everyone. Call in, win stuff. Thank you. He does like to remind you. And again, we'll tell you how shortly. But back to your your original question of uh, right the other two, the two, important, two things. important things every week that we'd like to remind everyone of. Numero uno, back up your important data. Your important impo- impo- data. Your impotent <laughs> data. If you're impotent and you have data, you better back it up. Yeah. And numero dos. Check your spam filters. Your spam. Okay. Well, we, we, do, we are in Miami. So. Yeah, that's very true. So we have to we have to talk like we're in Miami. Yeah. Or speak like we are. Yeah. Or whatever. Correct. Very good that you remembered that. It's some tech news and commentary for you. We've got some great listeners calling in with awesome questions. And by the way... Because they're heard on the air, automatically winning some terrific prizes. <laughs> Boy, do we have a bunch of cool stuff for you. Stay tuned. We'll tell you all about that. But first, of course, the biggest news this week of uh, Elon Musk's move. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Mega <laughs> entrepreneur Elon Musk, of course, purchasing 9.2% of Twitter's stock, which you'd think, oh, it's just 9%. Well, guess what? He's the single largest stockholder of that anti-social media company now, and he joins their board of directors. Musk filed a form with the Securities and Exchange Commission declaring his purchase of 73,486,938 Twitter shares. As I said, this makes him the largest shareholder of the until now very anti-social media company, topping co-founder and former chief executive Jack Dorsey. Remember that ZZ Top wannabe moron? Yeah. And elbowing out numerous financial institutions. Musk's Twitter investment, which he has been accumulating since at least last month, was worth about $2.89 billion based on the closing price of the company's stock last Friday. But by the end of last Monday, after news of his buy-in sent Twitter's share price soaring more than 27%, his measly $2.89 billion worth was now worth $3.7 billion. 
I mean, this guy is not an idiot. Uh-uh. He knows what he's doing. I mean, my gosh, he sends rockets up to space. So, my goodness. The stock-buying revelation comes as Musk emerges as one of the loudest and most prominent critics of Twitter's moderation efforts. And he's become a big promoter, thank you, Elon, of free speech. The Twitter CEO said that, quote, Musk is both a passionate believer and intense critic of Twitter, and that's exactly what we need, close quote. Yeah, right. He's saying that he's buttering up the new boss <laughs> yes. so he doesn't get fired. He's just trying to save face and brown nose the new boss. Because, I mean, let's come on. He's the largest single stockholder. So the other guy might be the CEO at the moment, but he's got to bow toward whatever elon wants yeah and elon's hall dwarfs the 2.25 percent that the uh, jack dorsey owns oh he only so, owns two and a half percent yeah, two and two and a quarter oh jeez so, and oh yeah and musk's first tweet since he made the purchase oh hi lol yes <laughs> I, I definitely liked and responded to that tweet once again begging him to shut it all down and then reopen it a little bit later once he's let everybody else that they banned for all kinds of nefarious reasons, back on again. Of course, and, and one of his first things is he tweeted out a, a poll. Do you want you know an edit button? And you know, overwhelmingly, people were saying yes. And lo and behold, 24 hours later, Twitter has announced that, yeah, we're exploring the option of an edit button. Yeah, and they claim they've been working on that for a year. Right. I call BS <laughs> because it what didn't happen miraculously until elon musk tweeted it and you notice uh, tweeted tweeted it yeah Yeah, tweeted it yeah and you notice that he intentionally i'm sure misspelled yes yeah (laughs) because it because he was talking about an edit button now what could possibly go wrong with an edit button because now twitter is saying users will soon be able to tweak their posts with an edit button, a feature that's been its most requested for many years, the company claims. A company official actually said that. In a post this week, Twitter said it's been working on an edit button since 2021. Yeah, right. And would test out the new feature with a selection of people signed up for the company's subscription product, Twitter Blue. Because it turned blue waiting for everything. In the coming months, mind you, but seriously, they ale- they're allegedly a tech company, and it takes them that long to add an edit button? Mm-hmm. Twitter head of consumer products Jay Sullivan said the company would seek input and adversarial thinking <laughs> right ahead of a launch of an edit feature, as it could be misused, he said, to alter the record of the public conversation without time limits and transparency about what has been edited. Well, here's a thought. Don't edit or censor anything. Of course, we can be sure that this will be abused in ways that we can't even imagine yet. Right. (laughs) But they're going to do an edit button. They've been working on for a year, but only just announced mere hours after Elon Musk says, I think we should have an edit button. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. And, of course, the CFO of our state here in Florida, Jimmy Petronas, has already sent a letter to Elon Musk congratulating him on his purchase. Love it. And urging him to move the Twitter's headquarters here to Florida. Come on down. (laughs) I think that would be a Get out of Silicon Valley (laughs) and come on down to Miami or anywhere in our sunshine state. Some would would argue that Miami is also Silicon Valley. (laughs) Probably true. And we do have our own little Silicon Valley part of it, too. But, yeah, very Silicon, especially on South Beach. Yeah. But. 
we would more than welcome the Twitterverse headquarters in our sunshine state. That would be amazing. And then we would uh, welcome Elon to come in here to the Dexcom G6 studios. That's true, because we broadcast from the Dexcom G6 studios. Always know where your glucose is headed and how fast. Very clever, Chris. Visit Dexcom.com for more. That's D-E-X-C-O-M.com. Amazon reportedly plans to add a content filter to an internal messaging app uh, that's in the making, and according to internal documents obtained by The Intercept, would ban words that reflect the company's working conditions or pertain to organizing a union. Really? Now, this is a, you know, a, an app that will be used by employees to communicate internally with yeah. Amazon. Yeah. Uh, so they're not going to put that censorship on everybody, right. just their employees, right. which is bad enough. Yeah. With the filter in place, the app would block or flag messages that include words like union, slave labor, green living wage, and more. Oh, and it would filter out restroom, too, uh, probably to prevent you from telling your coworker that, you know, you just went to the restroom in a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's what Amazon makes their yeah. employees do in the warehouses. Yeah. In, in addition to profanities and other inappropriate words, the Intercept says that it would include the words unfair, master, slave, injustice, ethics, diversity, fairness, pay raise, and phrases like this is dumb or this is concerning. Now, this is, of course, coming from a company that was found earlier this year to be paying people on Twitter to say nice things about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, while I believe that they shouldn't be unionizing anyway, and apparently a lot of their workers agree, but some are saying, no, no, let's let's have a union. And if it's going to give them actual benefits like decent work environment and the ability to take a break and go to the restroom and things like that and safety issues, great. Because to me, that's what unions were for. Right. Not like these moron teacher union leaders that have been, well, that's a whole other story. But misusing and abusing union ideas. Yeah, and, and to, you know, to the, to the employee's point, you know, they shouldn't have to unionize to try to get yes. bathroom breaks. <laughs> True. I mean, you, know, they, you only blame Amazon for that. Yep. And you really can't say much against the company in terms of the fact that, that this is an internal app because it's their internal app. They can do whatever right. they want with it. They can yeah. shut it down altogether, which they're not likely to do because I'm sure that's how they tell people to do certain work or whatever. Uh-huh. So, again... It'd be like me saying our internal WhatsApp, you know, group or something like that can't do this, this or that. Well, I'm the boss and it's for this company. I'm not putting it out for anybody, you know, for our guests or our listeners or something. So that's going to be interesting to see how that ends up developing. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if it's going to stop unions or create some maybe some union busting or something. Maybe it could happen. If you need an emailing service. To reach lots of people for your business or organization, our friends from Group Mail have a new free service for you that I'm delighted to share with. Cleverly enough, it's called Group Mail Free. Oh, very easy to remember. And you can store up to 5,000 contacts. So maybe your church, organization, your business, what have you, has up to 5,000 contacts. It's a great way to do it. You can create unlimited lists. They give you an image studio, get this, with 500,000 images to choose from. Nice. All part of Group Mail Free. And lots more in terms of other features. You've heard me say that we use them to stay in contact with our affiliate stations and our guests and our public relations peeps and so forth. So we've always highly recommended Group Mail. But now we suggest that you try Group Mail free. By the way, it's for Mac, Linux, and Windows. 
So they're not leaving anybody out. They cover all the bases. They do cover all the bases. So check it out. Let us know what you think of it. And I'm sure you're going to be as pleased with group mail as we have been for years here at Into Tomorrow. Uber is moving forward with its plan to become a travel super app. (laughs) The San Francisco-based firm announced that it is adding trains, buses, and planes and car rentals to its app in the U.K. this year. The move is part of a pilot that could be expanded to other countries at a later date if it goes well. While Uber won't provide the travel services itself, it will allow users to book them through its app following software integrations with platforms that do sell the tickets. Uh Uh, The tech giant, which might take a cut of each booking, I'm sure, uh, said that it plans to announce various partners in the coming months. Interesting. wonder what they're going to really do with that yeah. in the long run. Well, you can book a plane ticket on Uber now. Yeah. I mean, you have Uber, you have Uber Eats, now you have Uber Travel. Yeah. Is that I mean, what they're calling it? I don't know if they're, what they're calling it yet, but you know, no. and then in some places, like I know in Dubai, and then I think they do it occasionally in Vegas, you have uh, Uber Copter or Uber Chopper, whatever oh, it is, yeah. with the helicopter service. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I want to do. Order me an Uber Chopper. Yeah. And people will go, yeah, okay, sure. An Engine Insights survey found 76% of consumers have scanned a QR code, and 58% have become much more comfortable using the technology. Consumers are most likely to scan QR codes at in-store product displays, followed by flyers or posters or a website, then magazine ads and newspapers. Do they still have those? I don't know, maybe. Magazines and and or newspapers? Museums. Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, and TV commercials. You've seen more and more TV commercials that have a QR code posted, so that might be interesting. Uh, They're primarily prompted by ads that, of course, offer discounts or much more info. So don't be afraid to scan a QR code on your phone. You're not going to get malware or anything bizarre. It's going to give you some information, hopefully a discount if it's a product or something that you are looking for. Maybe you get a discount on an Uber copter if you scan the QR code. <laughs> Doug from Stevensville, Michigan. He listens to our free podcast, and of course, we love you for it. Called in with the free Into Tomorrow app. Hey, Doug. Hi, Dave. Lately on my commute, there's been a lot of crazy things happening in traffic, so I think it's time to get a dash cam. So I'm looking for recommendations from you. I would like it to uh, be able to at least recognize license plate numbers if the need arises. And I'd also like to have a live view at any given moment uh, when I log into my smartphone. I really appreciate any recommendations uh, or suggestions that you have. Uh, appreciate everything you do. You, Chris, and Cameron make this show the greatest thing in the world. Aww. Also, Dave, I see that you have some sort of miracle foot massager repair, <laughs> make your foot feel good type gizmo. Mm-hmm. I work at a casino doing maintenance. I typically put on 8 to 12 miles a day, according to my Fitbit. If anybody could use some sort of foot miracle fixer, massager, fixer-upper, I certainly could. I'd appreciate it if you'd help me out. Thank you, sir. Well, you never know. We always say no promises, no guarantees. But the reaction from our audience for these human touch massagers has been amazing. And I think they need to change the official name now to to the foot fixer upper massager thingy. thingy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I think that would be much more appropriate. Um, and get this, Victoria Ladoc, who has now begun doing our weekly wellness tips from human touch, 
says, you know what, we're going to send you more to send out to listeners because we're glad so many people want the these foot massager thingies. <laughs> so, But, Doug, let's get into uh, your actual question. Neither one of the things will be easy in terms of what you're asking for. Now, to be able to read license plates... You need a high-definition camera. Not sure you even need to read the license plates unless you just want to have it in case you need to report them to the authorities, maybe. There are plenty of those from well-known and trusted big names. For example, the Garmin Dash Cam Mini 2 is a 1080p camera that you can buy for around $130. Lesser-known brand names that have been around for years, like Night Eyes, have even better deals, if you will. They sell 4K cameras, like the Rover R24K for $120. But neither 1080p nor 4K will guarantee that you'll be able to read a license plate moving at high speed, for example, in the real world and under various lighting conditions. They'll just make it possible, but not something you can truly rely on. Keep in mind that video resolution and video quality are two separate things, and most dash cams don't have the best optics. Now, live video is even tougher than that. Uh, you'll need a camera that supports it, but also there has to be a way for the camera to get online. That means either a monthly cellular plan for the camera or a hotspot of some kind. On top of that, most cameras just don't support it at all, and instead offer a parking mode that makes the camera turn on and record if it senses that the car is bumped while it's not in motion. Uh, for example, there's a, a camera from Blackview that allows cloud storage and comes with a smartphone app for remote viewing, but that assumes a Wi-Fi hotspot in the car, and those hotspots are usually only on when the car itself is on. So at best, you can stream your driving, but not really what happens around the car when it's parked. Yeah. Now, you may have to pass on the remote viewing requirement at the moment, though it's always been one of the promises of 5G, so you may have the option to pay a monthly fee for a camera with 5G that allows remote viewing very soon. Now, OwlCam is yet another manufacturer of things that will do a lot of what you're talking about. Again, they're not license plate readers that the police departments use. So don't plan on being able to do that, Doug. But you might look into OwlCam, and they just introduced a brand new feature called Owl SOS, which if it detects you're in a crash, will automatically dial 911 and up to three of your contacts. So we're going to have Jason, the CEO of, of OwlCam, back on the show again pretty soon, and we'll get more into detail, so do stay tuned for that. Hopefully that'll help you out. Let us know what you end up going with. Intotomorrow.com. We'll meet there. Nothing is more important than protecting your family and property. That's why you should make a free call right now to Vivint, the number one smart home services provider in the U.S. Vivint will make your home safer and more secure with a state-of-the-art system that's so simple to use. Vivint smart home specialists provide award-winning monitoring of your system 24-7, 365 to respond to any emergency, even when you can't. And with the 4.5-star rated Vivint smart home mobile app, control your entire house from anywhere. Locks, cameras, security system, all at your fingertips on your mobile device. Call Vivint now and get a free quote, professional installation, and full smart home service for as little as $2 per day. Equipment purchase or service agreement required. Conditions apply. Call now. A smart home is a safer home. So protect your family and your property, home or business, with a Vivint smart home system. Call 800-689-3005. 800-689-3005. That's 800-689-3005. 800-689-3005.
Welcome back Into Tomorrow. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you by our podcast partner, Blueberry Podcasting. We couldn't be happier with their service. Check them out if you're looking to start a podcast. Visit blubrry.com. These days, so many of us spend much more of our days sitting. How can we try to get up and move more? With this week's Into Tomorrow wellness tip brought to you by Human Touch, here's Victoria Ladock. Thanks, Dave. Research has shown long periods of extended sitting, such as at a desk, behind a wheel, or in front of a screen, can be harmful. However, it seems clear that less sitting and more moving overall contribute to better health. Start by standing or walking when you have the chance. For example, set a timer to take a break from sitting every 30 minutes. Stand while talking on the phone or watching television. Try a standing desk or improvise with a high table or counter. Walk with colleagues for meetings rather than sitting in a conference room. For Into Tomorrow, I'm Victoria Ladock. Back to you, Dave. Thank you, Victoria. Love her tips. The Into Tomorrow wellness tip is brought to you by Human Touch for products that help you recover, revitalize, and relax every day. Visit humantouch.com. When you're a new podcaster, you may need a little help setting everything up. Like us at Into Tomorrow, you want a company that's there when you need them, who actually picks up the phone when you call. That's Blueberry Podcasting. Call 1-877-729-8642 or visit Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com. Welcome back to Into Tomorrow. I'm Cameron Graveline. We really love getting more app calls, so please let us hear you on the show. Now, here's Dave. Well, thank you, birthday boy, Cameron. It's his birthday this week, and we say happy birthday. Ten years old already. Seems like only a couple of years ago he was born. Yeah. In essence, it was 10. Yeah. A decade. A whole decade he's been around. Wow. And a whole decade almost since he could speak, reminding you to always... Call in. Win stuff. (laughs) Thank you. And he's absolutely correct. By the way, I'm his grandfather, Dave Graveline. I used to be afraid of saying that because people say, oh, this old guy does a show about technology. Yeah, but now that you've grown out that white beard, you've more looked the part. (laughs) (laughs) See, now you've ruined it because if people haven't seen any uh, video interviews recently, they haven't seen my little change. Well, then they should. I started out being just lazy. Mm -hmm. And then somebody said, oh, now that we don't have to wear masks anymore, is that your new mask? I went, yeah, okay, I'll go with that. Mm -hmm. And then Cameron said, you look like Santa Claus. Not quite that full. I mean, it's very light, if you will. And it's itchy. I don't know if I'm going to keep it. Yeah. It's more like a Kenny Rogers beard, I guess. A Kenny Rogers beard? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. That short white beard, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even that full. Yeah, that's true. But, uh, well, see, now you let the cat out of the bag or the hair off the face. Right. I don't know, yeah. if, I don't know if I'll keep it. We'll see. It's too itchy. I'm, you know, I'm just check this out. Okay, that's yeah. about enough for that. Uh, what else you got for us? Canada may soon follow Australia in making Internet companies pay news publishers to use their content. Oh. CBC News reports Canada's ruling Liberal Party has introduced legislation requiring that Facebook, Google, and other online firms compensate news outlets for either reproducing or easing access to their content. 
The money, they say, would help foster the sustainability of Canadian news, according to the government. Wait, there's Canadian news? Yeah, I guess so. Um, Companies that don't pay publishers would be subject to binding arbitration led by Canada's telecom regulator, the Canadian Radio, Television and Telecommunications Commission. The CRTC will also decide which news sources qualify for compensation. And you see, I think the biggest problem with that is these news organizations can't see their nose in spite of their face, and they're, and they're saying, yeah, you can't use our stuff even if you just use a headline and a link to us. Well, they're going to get well, far fewer readers of their content. And that's the thing. is They're not reproducing their news. Yeah. Just, it's like search engines providing links to their stories. And- yeah, like, like you often do with our tech newsletter. Yeah. You, know, we, you scour the earth and look for cool tech stories and give a little bit of info and then the, a see more click. Will you bring them to their full articles? Yeah. Well, you better watch out. If it's a Canadian or Australian article, don't do it. Yeah, well, well we, can we, they sue us? I no, don't think so. I mean, we'd have to be based in Canada or Australia. And yeah. I don't know that I want to be in either place. I like here in the, in the U.S. They're both nice to visit. Yeah. But, yeah, we'd rather live here. Yeah. Okay. But, but you see what I'm saying? That seems very counterproductive to me. I mean, now, if somebody then takes your entire content and posts it as if it were theirs, that's a different well, then, story. Then I'm going to sue them into oblivion. Yeah, and, and <laughs> rightly so, because it's not your content. Mm-hmm. But if you take a paragraph or you know a headline and a little bit of info, but then link them to the source, I, I think that these news organizations that are very concerned about this are just going to end up losing viewers or readers anyway. Yeah. Because of it. Which that brings me to a, an interesting feature I found on uh, Microsoft Word the other day. I was, I'll you know, be the judge of that. You know, I was working on a, on a little side project for, for a company, you know, writing a script for, for a production we're working on. Yeah. And I noticed Microsoft Word will now have an option where you go in when you do like you know your spelling check and your grammar check. It will look for, I guess, online sources and tell you if what you've written is very similar to something that's already found online. Really? Like and it does an immediate search? I guess so. And I found that my script is 0% like anything that they've seen online, which is good because I like well, writing my th- own scripts. That either means it sucks or <laughs> well, yeah. you're, you're very creative. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> good thing they didn't have that while I was in school. Yeah. But, um, and this, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is a new feature I mean, I in I Word. If, I don't know if it's new or not, but I just found out about it wow. in Microsoft Word. That's interesting, and that you had to engage it separately, yeah, or I, I as for, you I were. Forgot, I forgot how I got to that screen oh, where okay. it says, but it, it brought up the sidebar on the on the right side of my screen, mm-hmm. and it had all these things where it told me, you know, the grammar score was this, which was one hundred percent, of course, because you know it's me. <clears throat> oh and, gosh! And it also told me that I'm, it's zero percent similar to anything that I, that is online right now. Wow! I'm expressed. So I'm not plagiarizing. Good. I mean, I do like in Word and in Outlook, for example, where it underlines in red words that are misspelled because I typically type so fast, hunt and peck style, but I've gotten to type so fast that it's like, wait a minute, that's not how you spell that. (laughs) And then you can right-click and hopefully spell it correctly. The problem is when you misspell a word, but it's still a legitimate word, it's just not the word you were looking for, and then it passes through their uh, spell checker. That happens a lot. Well, that's where the grammar stuff comes in sometimes. You know, like where you sent an email out recently, something about wieners or something, but you were you know, talking about you know, winners from, of prizes on the show. And, it's, and I said, we- wieners? <laughs> okay. Wieners, it was something like the winers or wieners, but yeah. <laughs> Our winers. <laughs> Great. Well, speaking of content, the Daily Wire is planning a significant push into kids' entertainment with what it says will be a minimum of a $100 million investment over the next three years. The move, executives say, is in response to Disney's positioning on Florida's parental rights in education bill that some have wrongly labeled as the don't say gay bill. 
that they clearly haven't read, because those words aren't in it at all. And for clarification, this is a bill passed here in Florida that says don't be asking kids from kindergarten to third grade about sex or trying to explain the birds and the bees or the bees and the bees or the birds who want to be bees or any of that kind of stuff to young children. Now, after third grade, apparently it's open season. But our governor and legislature have said uh, it's a, it's a uh, parental rights in education bill. It's like that's up to your parents, to the young kids' parents, if they want to talk about any of that. And most don't because they're too young for that. Yeah, I mean, I've heard of so many parents who say, yeah, I mean, I went to have, you know, the talk with my kid, and they already knew more than I did, yeah. stuff they heard at school. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that's usually during recess or, you know, out in PE or something of that nature. But it's just, it, I can't help but get upset over the fact that people have not read this bill, and it's not even a very long bill, it's very short. But instead, they want to take what they think is fact from some I, stupid tweet and go nuts about it. I read the whole bill, and they're angry about two sentences. That's it. That's that's what they're angry about. It's two sentences in the bill. Does it say, <laughs> don't say gay? No. Oh. Well, then what? It says those... essentially what you said. Oh, okay. From, from, from kindergarten through third grade, there shall be no instruction about gender identity or sexual orientation or, or yeah. you know, that kind of stuff, which, again, in my opinion, again, we're not a political show, so we'll just gloss over this quickly. In my opinion, kids that young shouldn't be learning about it anyway, whether exactly. it's, you know, heterosexual or otherwise. Well, when I was in school, even through high school, for crying out loud, the last thing I wanted to hear about was any one of my teachers talking about their weekend, heterosexual or otherwise. Oh. It was like, hey, 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 too much information. I don't care. You know? That's why I'm glad that I put Cameron in Catholic school. So. Well, there you go. <laughs> don't have to worry about that. That's a good point. According to a filing by Amazon with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, CEO Andy Jassy received a pay package last year in 2021 valued at $212.7 million. Oh, my gosh. Marking a substantial compensation increase for the executive during his first year running the tech giant. That's almost as much as I get here. Yeah, yeah a little more. <laughs> um, nearly all of uh, Jassy's compensation comes in the form of stock options that will vest over 10 years, according to the filing. Jassy's 2021 compensation marks a six-fold increase to his pay from 2020, when he was head of Amazon's cloud computing arm, uh, Amazon Web Services. So he can afford to take a trip to almost space. Yeah. <laughs> On that phallic rocket. I think he should go on SpaceX's rocket, though. You think? Oh, he should. Now, see, that would be good. That would probably get him fired, yeah. but that would be the icing on the cake, so to speak. I think Musk should now just buy the Blue Origin. Now, that would be good. Although, see, but that's that fight that he and Jeff Bozos have. Is yeah, but that, that, yeah, but then we can see the two of them get together and fight Richard Branson. Yeah. Who, who isn't really in the fight, in my opinion. No, I mean, he's been to also almost space and floated a little bit. But how come? But Elon's the only CEO of these three companies that hasn't been up in his own rocket. Because he's smart. <laughs> but they've been very successful and they've come yeah. back fine. Heck, Elon went to the space station. Well, he didn't, but his rockets brought astronauts to and from and supplies and all of that. And and Bezos is only interested in you know spending a fortune with getting people up into almost space for eight minutes so they can float. Sheesh. Yeah. 
How does it make you feel? 800-899-INTO or, and here's a really easy way to participate, just click on the Ask Dave microphone button that works on any device with a browser and a microphone when you visit intotomorrow.com. And when you do that, just make sure you tell us your name, city, and how you hear us. And stay tuned, because next segment, we'll tell you some of the prizes you can win by participating. Oh, very cool. Check it all out at intotomorrow.com. Attention Medicare beneficiaries. Are you getting all the benefits you need? If you have Medicare, you may now be able to get new benefits. Benefits may include eyeglasses, wellness visits, gym membership, meal delivery, and hearing aids with low copay. You may even find plans with zero monthly plan premiums, zero copays on many services, and zero deductibles. Call 800-901-5093. That's 800-901-5093. 800-901-5093. If you don't have final expense insurance, this message is for you. LifeCare provides valuable whole life insurance to help cover final expenses, medical bills, burial costs, and unpaid debt. A final expense insurance policy is fast, easy, affordable life insurance, available to anyone between the ages of 50 and 80. No medical exams, no lengthy questionnaires, and no waiting period. Call LifeCare at 800-956-0683. 27th year bringing you further into tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by HughesNet. Enjoy more of everything the internet has to offer. Text radio to 35,000 to get more info. Again, text the word radio to 35000. Jump aboard the time machine. Jumping. Time to head into yesterday. Heading. With this week in tech history. History, 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 history. history. Here's Chris. This week, back in 1894, Thomas Edison showed off his new invention, the kinetoscope, when the first kinetoscope parlor opened in New York City. You were there, weren't you? No. No. Uh, Five machines were placed in a row, and a customer could view the films each for a total of 25 cents. These were often referred to as peep shows. Not that kind of peep show. Oh. Uh, Since one peeped through a personal viewer to see the film. Oh, yes. Uh, No, not that kind of peep show. These first films were shot by Edison of Annie Oakley performing some of her celebrated feats of marksmanship. (laughs) (laughs) Kinetoscope Parlor soon opened all around the U.S. In 1947 this week, Zumar arrived. No, this is not some comic book superhero or space alien. Zumar is a lens demonstrated by NBC TV in New York City. Eventually, the lens will be scaled down for use by regular photographers, not just for television. There are many different types of lenses for cameras today, including the zoom lens, which is named after the original Zumar. In 1956, this week, Ampex Corporation demonstrated their VRX-1000. This was the first commercially successful videotape recorder. These $50,000 VCRs were hand-built and too large to fit through a standard doorway. CBS was the first on-air user of the machine to tape delay the evening CBS News broadcast with Douglas Edwards. In 1970 this week, Apollo 13, the seventh manned Apollo mission and the third intended to land on the moon, was launched from Kennedy Space Center. The now infamous accident during that mission gave rise to the just as infamous, Houston, we've got a problem. You will be assimilated. 
Resistance is futile. We are the Bulldog. And this week in 1976, the Apple One personal computer was released. The computer went on sale for $666.66 because developer Steve Wozniak liked repeating numbers. Thank you. Goodbye. Yeah, but why 666? We never quite figured that out. Because that's the number of the beast. Yeah, apparently. Mm -hmm. That's our look back at This Week in Tech History, brought to you by IFA in Berlin, the most significant trade show for consumer tech and home appliances. And tech will be back in September. For more info, visit ifa-berlin.com. And we will be back there as well. And if you're looking for an escape, and aren't we all, join us. Because IFA, unlike CES and E3 and most other shows that we've broadcast from, IFA is open to the public. Yeah, but this year E3 wasn't open for anything because they canceled it. Yeah, I know. You but know that if you read the TNL, I think it was in two weeks ago. Yeah, canceled. the tech newsletter. Yes. You've you got to watch out the saying those inside things oh, that man, we know what TNL is. Everybody Te- should know what the TNL is. Tech newsletter. Yeah. Anyway, that's true. But IFA is open to the public. So join us in Berlin in September and stop by our broadcast center, and we'll offer you a refreshing beverage. Rod in Pasco, Washington, listens on KMAX 840 AM. Hello, Rod. Welcome into tomorrow. I work at a community college, and we have been moving instructors over to uh, surface pro setups with dual monitors and a docking station in order for them to uh, utilize them in their office and take their computer to the classroom to draw on their PowerPoints or whatever they need to do to make a lesson more engaging and also then take it home and possibly do a Zoom lesson. So we have been using tablets, love them, love the Surface Pro and what it does, the versatility, and so that's what we've been doing. Thanks. Well, thank you. We always love it when listeners help other listeners. So Rod was replying uh, to a call we had, I think, last week on the show about something similar. But it's cool how he, you know, helps out with how they are using this technology. Mm -hmm. So that's very cool. Todd sends us the following email, but when he did... He didn't tell us where he's writing from and how he hears the show. So we're just going to assume it's online. But he says, Dave, have you discussed dual SIM phones? I have read about them, but have not found anyone that has had hands-on experience. Hmm. I have several friends that carry two or three phones, but none of them have considered this option. Any thoughts? Well, we do have some thoughts. Uh, Dual SIM phones these days, Todd, mainly rely on an eSIM rather than a physical SIM for the second line, but they work just fine. Uh, you'll see two signal bars on the phone, and it'll be able to choose the line from which to make the call and send a text message from which line to use for data so you can actually go back and forth. Yeah, lines can also be turned on or off, so you can have a single active line on weekends or holidays or whenever you want to make yourself unavailable. I'd like to make myself unavailable quite often. Yeah, <laughs> you do that regularly. Um, uh, overall, it's it's a good feature that is far nicer and cheaper than having two phones that you need to carry everywhere you go. Yeah. Todd, stay tuned because, again, listeners helping other listeners, we love to hear from folks that use a dual SIM phone. Uh, and a lot of people that have shared it with us in the past say that there's one for personal and one for business, and it sure beats carrying two phones around. But let us know how you best use a dual SIM phone if you do, because it'll help not only Todd, but others that are similarly curious. 800-899-INTO or the audio option, because we want to hear you, on the Into Tomorrow app or mash that Ask Dave button at intotomorrow.com. 
Guys, stop putting your love life on hold. U.S. Pharmacy has some exciting news. If you've been wanting to try Viagra or Cialis, now is the perfect time. Call today and receive 90 little blue or little yellow pills for only $119 with free shipping. Why order some low-dose sildenafil from one of those subscription services when we can give you what you want now? Call 888-856-8066 and we'll rush your order, discreetly packaged to your door. Been thinking of trying something new to help your love life? Call U.S. Pharmacy at 1-888-856-8066 for as little as $119 for 90 pills. Need your package in a hurry? Call 888-856-8066 and ask about our express shipping option and we'll rush your order to you as soon as possible. Save money on this little blue or yellow pill you've been wanting to try. That's 888-856-8066. Again, 888-856-8066. Tech question? Call us anytime. 1-800-899 and 2-1-800-899-4686. Call in, win stuff. Thank you. Now, happy birthday this week to Cameron. And you realize he was like four when he did that. I know, but it's my favorite. That and... So, did you know Into Tomorrow has been on the radio for 25 years now? Nope. Wow! That's longer than I've been alive! <laughs> and that was two years ago. Uh-huh. Because we've been on the air 27 years now. But love Cameron. And again, happy birthday to the young man this week. Ten years old already. And let him send you the prizes for participating. Yeah, we're going to so. tell you those prizes because you teach them in a moment. But first, this portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by StreamGuys, streaming media solutions for the smartest businesses on the Internet. Visit StreamGuys.com. Now, here's the deal. When you participate on the program, when we hear you on the air, we do send prizes occasionally to folks who email us. But come on, it's radio. We want to hear you. We want you to know, while we always have to say legally no promises, no guarantees, and all that nonsense, but we want you to tell us when you call in what among these following prizes you would like to have. Mention two or three of the items. We'll do our best to get at least one of them to you whenever possible. Like, drum roll, please. <laughs> I would like to have the Human Touch Reflex 5S foot and calf massager. But you can't because oh. you're not eligible. Well, it's a good thing they sent us one for our studios here. So yes, I've, I know. I've tried it, and it's nice. It's very nice <laughs> and very relaxing. <laughs> yeah. So you might win that. How about from our friends from Vox, their Sing-Sation Performer Deluxe All-in-One Party Karaoke System. Oh, if you only sing in the shower, this might be for you. Yeah, from TurboTax, this, is, this week is your last chance to get oh, one yeah. of these. Online codes good for any of their products to help you file your income tax fast and easily. If you haven't done your taxes yet, call in quickly. Ask for TurboTax code. And we'll get you a little something else, too. But at least we'll get that to you quickly. And from Skosh, Magic Mount Pro Charge 5 Magnetic Wireless Charging Mounts for your car. Chris has been testing one and claims it works very well. Yeah. From Cut and Go, we've still got some Into Tomorrow branded emergency seatbelt cutters and window breakers. There you go. And all you need to do to win any of these goodies is participate. Details at intotomorrow.com. 